Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, I mean, I just, I, this is this whole narrative that I'm not doing enough, that I, Canelo doesn't need me, this and that. I feel like Canelo does need me, to be right now, to be honest with you. If he really does want to cement his legacy and, you know, make big fights happen, because at the end of the day, he he's the one fighting for money, too. He gets paid a lot. So, I think if he wants to keep getting paid like this, this is the big, biggest fight to make. Welcome to Spotlight Interview. I'm George Jakovic. Man, I can't stop smiling. Look at look at this panel here. We got champions, Pauli Malinaji, champion Chris Algieri, and the man of the hour, the man everyone's still talking about after his beautiful, destructive performance on Saturday, David Benavides is in the house. David, thank you, man. Thank you for taking some time. I'll start this off with two quick questions. Have you slept since the fight? And it's a couple days from the fight. Have you had a chance to look at it? Think about it. Tell me what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I slept a little bit, not too much, only because, you know, just so excitement. Um, it's a little bit overwhelming right now when you tell um, you set out a mission and then you complete your mission. Just exactly like you said, you're going to do it. It's just, you know, you get a, you know, it's just another another level of happiness and another level of motivation. And, you know, um, I'm excited. I was able to give the people another great fight. Um, yeah, I think it was another great performance on my end. You know, I still, I think me, I'm always my biggest critic. So I've seen stuff um, that I want to improve on. So I think we're probably going to get back in the gym next week and, you know, just keep uh, working at, um, at getting better overall. Yeah, Holy. David, we had a chance to speak to your father yesterday. And, right. and um, you know, we got a lot of really good insight from that interview. And we we, we just spoke about you and, and and basically the fact that you're you're just on a different level right now, you know, in the gym in terms of your discipline, in terms of your lifestyle, in terms of your mindset. And even he was blown away with, with where you're at. Maybe talk a little bit to, about that. Maybe that, you know, turning that corner and, and just dialing everything in. Even just a little bit of chatting we've been doing back and forth here. Man, I can see it. I can hear it. You got an aura about you that you're very, very dialed in. So maybe, maybe just speak a little bit to that. So, I mean, I think it really started for me after the last Caleb Plant fight. I knew I think these pay-per-view fights, they just hit a little bit different. You know, um, mm. There's a lot I had to prove to the world, and especially with these fighters. They're very quality, very good quality fighters. And, you know, I'm just happy to be able to keep doing the stuff I say I'm going to do and just keep being dominant. Um, you know, these guys are tough. They're really tough. So I got to really push myself to another level in the training camp. And, you know, that's exactly what I did. Um, I always tell people, like, the training camps, the fights went in the training camps, and I don't mind giving my all of myself in the training camp because, you know, I really do have a lot to prove to the world. And, I think it's starting to show how hard I'm working. 
And David, you took that. That's a. I want to piggyback off that as well, you know, because your focus has been on par. It's been continuous. It's been sharp, but it's a lot easier when you're climbing, right? To stay focused because you always have that goal ahead of you. You always have that next motivation, which is always getting bigger and bigger and bigger. How do you keep that motivation if this guy doesn't fight you? If Canelo doesn't fight you, you know, like you, you're you're sort of sitting in that position where, okay, this year you got your two biggest step-up fights on paper, right? And you, and you, and you pass with flying colors. But obviously, because they are the step-up fights, you you get up for them, you know. You you you're you're at the point where you know you're you're excited about it, right? How do you stay that excited? Because obviously that kind of enthusiasm and that kind of passion is what brings out the best in a fighter like you. Because it makes the hard work not feel like work, right? It makes it it makes it really really enthusiastic. The thing that fighters have a hard time doing is keeping that main passion and enthusiasm if those fights don't remain at that high level. So if this guy doesn't fight you, and you find yourself sort of having to stay busy. How do you keep that motivation? And it's not just, you know, I, I, I guess it's an open-ended question, right? Because you, you, yesterday your father said, oh, it's discipline. Of course it's discipline, but psychologically, right? We can be disciplined by being in the gym every day, but psychologically we can still be in the gym physically and not be present psychologically, right? So how do you stay with that psychological presence as well if this guy's not going to fight you? Because personally me, I already predicted he's not going to fight you. You look way <laughs> too good in the fight. You know what I mean? I thought, I, I think, I think personally, <laughs> You could have looked a little more ordinary. Maybe you'd have fought you. But the way you looked on Saturday night, I don't think. I, I personally don't think he's going to fight you. So how how do you keep that that psychological edge about you to keep getting better, to keep focused, to keep impressing? Well, to be honest with you, I think it's just for me. You know, just the type of competitor I am. I'm just always wanting to be the best. Like I said, even when I was a little kid, my mind was never on Canelo. My mind was just being the best of my you know my era, the best of my generation. And then also, too, I think it's just maturity. I think now I, I turned 20, um, I'm about to turn 27 years old. And now I used to take it fight by fight, right? And now I'm just looking at the end goal. Like, I, I feel like I, you know, boxers, we only have a short period of time. And I think I only have maybe 10 years left in the professional game. I already have 10, I put 10 years in already, but I think I have another 10 years left. And, but to be honest with you, that's not really that much time, you know, um, so I just want to keep getting better. You know, I just want to keep showing everybody that I'm the best. And um, like I said, when I tell you guys that I do really want to be the best by the time my, my time is done, I really do want to do that. You know what I mean? I really do want to select, cement my legacy and there be no question I was the best fighter of my generation. And the only way I, that, that happens is if I dedicate myself these next 10 years. And, um, you know, I don't mind doing that, you know, because not only do I want to be the best for myself, but I want to be the best for my son. I want him to see me and I want to motivate my son, you know, for by the time he gets old or, or he gets old, by the time he gets in his 20s, he could see that, you know what, my dad put in the work and he really was the best and I could follow in his footsteps. Talking to David Benavides on Pro Box TV. Make sure you download the app because this is what you get. Champions all the time. David is one of the best fighters in the world. David, um, we'll probably talk more about Canelo, but I want to talk about something you mentioned uh, I mean, your perform. I, I think I guess there's no such thing as a perfect performance. But you already said there were some things I saw that I didn't like. What did you see in that fight that you didn't like that you have to work on? To be honest with you, I felt like once I had him in the corners and he was a little bit close, I could have stepped back. You know, just these little things, the little details that really make the big differences in the fights. Um, 
So, you know, maybe just that. Uh, and then also, too, uh, this dude, he was just a, he was a really good caliber of fighter. So, I mean, I know I'm hard on myself, but that's how you got to be hard because that's how, uh, that's how you have to be on yourself because that's how you make the adjustments. There's always – you could always be better. And I think as as you reach for perfection and greatness, you know, you evolve as a fighter. And, um, you know, just like overall getting better. You know, I feel like I've showed a lot of uh, – I've showed a lot of talent in my game. I've showed a lot of defense. You know, I'm cutting, uh, cutting distance, and there's a lot of stuff I could do, but I know myself, and I know I could do better. Yeah, David, you spoke a little bit, a lot of things that you can do, and, and uh, you know, we were we were gushing over your performance the other night when we did our, our post-fight live, and, you know, we could see that we could see the technique right away. Guys like like Paulie and myself, you know, have been around this game for such a long time. I mean, we've been in the ring. We can see the things you were doing, and I don't know if you get um, the recognition yet on how technically – superior you are to the guys that you fight i've always said you have a fantastic jab it's very very quick gets to it gets to the, to the right place at the right time and it sets up your momentum and your and your power shots um you know the caleb plant fight i thought maybe you, you let him off the hook a little bit too much but not cutting off the ring this fight you have you fixed that you corrected that you're cutting off the ring beautifully along the ropes you didn't let boo boo do the things that he normally does to everybody else um i mentioned the right hook and how it looked obvious that you guys are working on that in camp so Talk a little bit about that. Like you're just, I mean, the technical proficiency, the, the the strategy that you guys developed for the for this fight. Because I mean, to the guys who really know what they're looking at, we could tell the work was done. Um, and and that that just takes discipline and, and being able to perform at the highest level. Yeah, and to be honest with you, what's funny is that we didn't really work on that right hook at mm. all in camp. I was throwing it, but it wasn't a really a main, it wasn't a main um uh it wasn't the main weapon I was going for. The main weapon I was really going for was a double jab, straight right hand. But that's what feels like it makes me good, that I could adapt to a lot of things. And sometimes you just need that split second and you make that decision. I seen the punch was there. I knew that he was going to be covering like this. So I thought maybe if I loop it, there's a possibility I could get in there. And that was just one thing. I uh, That was that feeling I needed. I threw it. Uh, I, th I threw it in the second round. I And then I came up just a little bit short and I hit his chest. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I thought, as soon as I seen it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go a little bit higher because I know he's going to block like this, so I'm going to aim for the middle of the head. And that's really what that's really just what uh, what spelled end of the fight for him. Um, yeah, I said that during the fight. I was like, I was like, hey, listen, Boo Boo's hands are in the right position. It's just David has, has made the slightest adjustment in finding the holes. Yeah, and um, yeah, man, but I think it was it's just these, these fighters, when I get in the ring with them, they – think I'm all overrated that I'm hyped and this and that but I, I I know myself I know my power I know that these dudes they can't mess with me man and um like I said sometimes you have to put yourself in these positions where you might take some shots but at the end of the day this is boxing like I know I have a, a stronger heart than anybody in boxing in my weight division and sometimes you have to go to war and sometimes you have to bite down on the bullet and that's exactly what I did David, was there, you know, with Bubu Andre, he's a guy who tends to be a little bit confusing. Obviously, he came in undefeated for a reason. Uh, guys that fight him find him a little bit unorthodox. Was there, I mean, obviously, you you turned the fight around quick once you started to get your timing. But was there anything about him that did surprise you, that did uh, maybe throw you off at first? That you, had, you felt like, okay, I got to adjust to this. I didn't expect this. Because it seems like a lot of times with Andre, that's sort of uh, what guys end up going through. Yeah, I mean, um. Not really, man. I, I prepared so much for him. I watched him so much. I thought he was going to be trying to, um, you know, go, I don't know how to explain it, like go on the outside of the leg, like trying to cut and, you know, use that angle. 
But I think it just I, everything I did, he just he couldn't he couldn't adapt. He couldn't adapt, and I think just the power was too much. And I, I know you guys seen that overhand right. I was kind of like curving it. Um, mm -hmm. So it was just I don't know. It was just a lot of things that I prepared for, and you know I'm just really happy that I could sit there. I can make a game plan for myself, and I could uh, go and do exactly what I said I want to do. Yeah, I would say a big weapon against southpaws, man. I feel like that's a that's an underrated weapon against uh, the opposite stance. Lefties use it well on right-handers, and right-handers use it well on southpaws when they when it's used. So it's, yeah. it's an underrated weapon because people think of the straight right hand, but that that hooking right hand on the against the opposite stance, that hooking backhand, it, it tends to be effective if you if you get, yeah, and once you catch your distance right, and that punch. You, if you're in position, you know, they don't, and you just throw it right. Sometimes you just have to push all the way through with that right hand. And sometimes the line is sometimes it doesn't. But the thing is that if you throw it at the guard, the presence is still going to be felt. That's the thing that you want to make these fighters feel uncomfortable. Even if you hit the arm, side of the head, whatever, you still got to throw these shots and still make them feel uncomfortable. Because if you don't get that respect in the beginning of the rounds, they're just going to try to walk all over you. And um, yeah, man, I'm just happy that I'm able to do exactly what I said I'm going to do. So, David, I'm, I was watching the, the post-fight interview when you were talking about guys you sparred with. For a second, I thought you were going to give some props to my man, Paulie, because you said he was the first oh, champ that you sparred with. Uh, so, no, yeah, definitely. definitely. Paulie is the one that put me on, man. He put me uh, on in the professional scene like that, and I'm just happy. Like I said, Paulie's always treated me good. He's always treated me really nice, and, uh, you know, hats off to Paulie. You know, he's a tremendous guy. I'm just but, glad I'm not sparring you now, David. <laughs> yeah. But, but my, my real question, David, um, look, you know, it, it seemed like the fight ended and immediately everyone started talking about Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. I want to know what do you think? Do you think that Canelo is either going to fight you in May or September? Do you think you're ever going to get a shot at Canelo? To be honest with you, man, I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, it would be great. I mean, if it happens, if it doesn't happen, I mean, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, I feel like people, you know, we gotta give it up. We gotta give it to the box, the boxing world. You know, boxing needs this fight. I mean, if he's still gonna be in this division, he's still gonna be around. I mean, I know people say that he's done enough that he doesn't need to fight. So why does he have all the belts? He should just do um, celebrity boxing matches, like you know, like everybody else. You know what I mean? Why is he still trying to be holding the belts hostage and not giving the, the number one contenders opportunity that they deserve. You know, and then um, I, it's funny because people always say, like, oh, ben, ben, Benavides hasn't done enough to deserve to fight this and that. So when he had got mandated, when they mandated him to fight uh, Avani um, Ildrum for the WBC title, he jumped on it quick. So, I mean, I just, I, this is this whole narrative that I'm not doing enough, that I, Canelo doesn't need me, this and that. I feel like Canelo does need me to be right now, to be honest with you, if he really does want to cement his legacy and, you know, make big fights happen. Because at the end of the day, he he's the one fighting for money, too. He gets paid a lot. So I think if he wants to keep getting paid like this, this is the big, biggest fight to make. And, um, yeah, you just owe, you owe it to the people, man. If you say you're the champion, you're the unified champion, let's give the people what they want to see. And if they're so confident in themselves, like how they say they are, let's put it to the test. I disagree, Paulie. I actually think you guys are going to fight, and I, I can't wait for I can't wait for that buildup. But um, uh, maybe I'm being optimistic, whatever. But I I think the fight's going to happen. May not be next, but I think it I think it's down the line. I think no, I yeah, think... I, I definitely do think it'll happen. Um, yeah, I think because he has a big ego too, and he yes. knows 
I'm sure he, you know, he wants to prove to the world how good he is too. But I don't, I don't know when that fight may happen. Um, but the, like I said, the good thing is I'm still young. You know, I'm still hungry. I'm still training extremely hard, and I don't know. My motivation can't be, you know, it, it can't be messed with right now. I'm, I'm really focused. I'm really, you know, dialed in, and have, I have tunnel vision right now. Yeah, but he has a big ego. But at the same time, he knew he could smoke out. Golovkin, because Golovkin, by making him wait, right? You you know, when you smoke somebody out of the house by making them wait, and uh, eventually they can't breathe and they come out of the house. Well, Golovkin was older than him, right? So he knew he could smoke him out by making him wait. So his ego still let him wait to give him that third fight, right? It still let him wait, but he knew he would get him. With you, the smoking out ain't going to work because he's the one getting older. You're younger now. So if it, if, if he, the longer he's waiting... You would figure that more disadvantageous it is. Do you think he's waiting for you to not be able to make the weight? To be honest, I don't know what it is. It might be like that. So I feel like right now it's it's in my best interest and my smartest interest that I you know stay, especially on the weight. You know, to make uh stay closer to weight and stay training. You know, and that's why I'm really dedicated right now because as much as he's going to try to weight me out, it's not going to work. I'm going to be ready for whenever that opportunity comes. That's that's good to hear. I was asking your father about that yesterday because he was mentioning some guys at 75. And I was like, man, I mean, if you're making 68, it looks like you're making it easily. And you, you looked you looked fit. Your conditioning looks fantastic on fight night. So it didn't look like you're struggling to make the weight. Um, and I, I was just worried that going out of the weight class, you know, kind of puts you out of the out of the Canelo running. But no, you got it. You got a mindset now. Like you said, tunnel vision is, is really where it's at. Um, so th there's talks about him fighting Mungia next. And what are your what are your thoughts about that matchup and the fact that I mean obviously the fact that it's not you but but what do you think about that if that if that were to be the fight that happens? I mean it wouldn't surprise me if it happens, um, but I feel like he'll get a lot of criticism. But um, I think he beats Mungia. I think he beats him no problem. And um, and then maybe if he after he fights Mungia, maybe we could we would get it after them. But uh, I I I think he might take the Mungia fight and. Maybe in September, I think that's when we might get the fight. Nice. Do you do you ever think like to do like Kobe Lang and just like show up to the fights and and and, and do all that? Do you ever do you ever think to do that? Uh, I I thought about it, man, but honestly, that's not. Uh, I don't feel like. Uh, give me a second. Sorry, I don't feel like that's that's not my type of persona. You know, I don't really like to, especially with their their night. I mean, obviously, I understand and I respect the fighter, you know, especially after they win the fight. I don't, I don't, that's not my place to do that. You know, I don't really, uh, all right. And all then right, you, I'm... you, and then you are, you already seen what he did, what Demetrius did it to him. He denied mm -hmm. him a fight. He didn't fight him. So, yeah, but that, I, think, <laughs> I think, I think if I do that, he'll never give me a fight. I mean, truthfully speaking, David, he may, if he don't want to give you the fight, he don't want to give you the fight anyway. You know, that's just an, yeah. excuse, an excuse he's got, right? So, but okay, hypotheticals. What if he, Beats Mungia and then fights Jamal Charlo. What do, do what do you do then? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I'd be pissed off, bro. To be honest with you, and it's just like maybe the way we could probably avoid that is that maybe maybe we make a fight happen with Charlo. You know, maybe uh, so that's that's another option in, in its own. You know, Charlo said he want to fight me, and I think that'd be good experience for me too to take into the Canelo fight. So we uh. I'm gonna probably talk to Al Heyman and see if we could probably get that Charlo fight because, like, like you said, I don't think Canelo's gonna fight me next. Maybe in September. So maybe if we get Charlo in there in the beginning of next year, and then we get uh, Canelo for September, I think that'd be a great move on our, our part. I like that. I like the sound of that. It, and, then, and then you do it the week before Canelo's fight. That way, the whole fight week, everybody's asking Canelo about you. 
Yeah. <laughs> that'd be nice yeah, timing. That'd, that'd really piss them off. <laughs> well, well, David, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up shortly. But um, when when would you like to be? I, I know this is kind of a, a maybe not a fair question because you just fought. But when would you like to be back in the ring next? To be honest with you, I would like to be back in the ring by March. Mm. Um, I think that would be good, uh, uh, a good date for me, March or May, to be honest. Uh, but I'm still going to be in the gym training. Um, you know, this is my life now. You know, I'm, I just, I'm a dad and then I, I'm a boxer, you know what I mean? So I just, I really live my life really clean now. You know, I really do what I'm supposed to do. So whenever they want to give me a fight, you know, I'll shit, I'm even down to fight four times in one year. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to fight as much times as, as possible. They just got to let me know. So I'm ready for whenever. Well, guys, David has a birthday coming up in December, so he gave himself a pretty good present Saturday night with that win against Boo Boo. So, David, thank you for your time, man, and we cannot wait to see you in the ring again, brother. Yes, sir, brother. I appreciate you guys having me on the show again. Don't forget, download Pro Box TV because this is what you get. You get champions every single day david benavides was in the house he had a spectacular six round tko over demetrius andrade he is one of the best fighters in the sport we can't wait to see him fight again and you out there download the app because again this is what you get pro box tv is your boxing channel